0: podcast
1: you're listening to the joe rogan experience review
0: what a bizarre thing we've created now with your host adam This oh, might either be the worst sorry. podcast or the best two, one of all time. Two, one go enjoy the show
1: hey guys and welcome to another episode of the jre review uh big week for joe is his birthday this week august 11th happy birthday happy dear,
0: birthday Roy. mr rogues
1: what is he 54 Believe so. 54 there we go oh, like a stud well you know it's not what it used to be man we used to look at 54 year olds growing up and i was like you're basically dead. Uh, he makes
0: reference to that that's totally true like,
1: it kind of is back in the 80s man <laughs> <laughs> everyone's oh everyone's chain smoking yeah Yeah. they weren't living long wasn't a healthy time uh one thing i want to get into justin wren for fight for the forgotten you may have heard if you follow his instagram um he's you know um a great guy fight for the forgotten is an important charity we give to it um he and joe are really good friends and he lost his youtube channel which is important for the charity because he shows a lot of videos on there of the work they're doing for the pygmies all the rest of it so if you are a listener of us and a fan of him i implore you if you can reach out um on social media whatever means you have yeah show some support and and pressure youtube to um get his channel back up there seems to be no reason why he lost that and uh and and then once it's up follow the charity and see the good work they do and i was messaging uh, back and forth with justin so it's very important to him this is this is huge it's a it's a good way for him to get his message out and get people to be a part of his charity and give to it so uh that would be awesome if you guys would uh make an Absolutely. effort and do fight that to fight for him gotta fight <laughs> great guy Absolutely. anyway let's jump on to this week's episodes we got um hicks and gracie <sighs> legend. legend i'm a huge fan yeah. huge fan you know probably the greatest of all yeah. time i mean you know talk about a
0: resilient a resilient character huh i mean he was talking about i mean this, he, this was a little bit further in but when he started talking about how his back like the discs are just sitting on one another from yeah i couldn't imagine that kind of pain and just like have to everything seems like a task at that point right
1: it seems so brutal (sighs) when you hear that and you do hear it from a lot of ex fighters especially ones from back in the day because they just you know you get injured and there's a lot of pressure to keep fighting or keep training and I, do you think that's a difference now? Do you think now we understand rehab and we have better like to believe, kind of medicine? That was probably
0: a good old boy's mentality too. Like nowadays, not that people don't try and come back as quickly as possible from injury and we have like new technology that can heal the body much quicker and different methods and whatnot. But yeah, I think that's kind of like a good old boy back in the day. Like you just fight through it a lot of the time, you know?
1: Yeah. But, and And it's almost too like you hear back in those days they would go to their doctor and the doctors were prescribing these pain pills and they were all getting hooked and i think that lesson has been taught now to newer fighters they're like all right don't get in the pill popping you know cycle of yeah you You can see how it could it just really messes you up i
0: can see how that could happen real quick too because you just want the pain to go away so you can keep on fighting you know
1: yeah, I mean, in some ways, I'm kind of surprised because I can't imagine Hickson would have been one of those like pill popper guys. Doesn't seem like like he's a healthy. He talks about that. He's always been a huge proponent of the yoga, the breathing. Right. I mean, obviously, he's been in some wars yeah. and he's trained like nobody's business. And he was elite, about- uh, like he was elite amongst other Absolutely. black belts, like extraordinary amongst extraordinary people. He was talking about that. But, yeah but i just mean but it's still it still wears you to so death it's like, so like it's almost like the human body can't work that hard for that he's long. so in there's just no he's way so
0: in tune with that breath work like he was talking about stuff that i'm i never heard about i've heard about hyperventilating the body and how it could be very beneficial for you but he knew like every single detail like he seemed to be like one of a master at that as well yeah
1: hmm yeah have you ever seen the documentary choked Uh, no have you Dude, yeah it's great you got to check it out it's it's phenomenal it was like the first really good like mma documentary and it's about this tournament he does in japan which is pretty badass
0: no no rules Um, no time or something like
1: that yeah and those old tournaments were like almost like watching the movie bloodsport (laughs) or like playing street fighter like it was just like the type of characters that they would have in there and they all had different styles and they'd all go against it, it was brilliant like it was so cool but he does a lot of his breathing shit in that and it's phenomenal the control he has over his stomach like he can like roll it like a yeah. wave side to side it's crazy his son can do that yeah. too so i train with his son Kron, here in belgrade and um i've never seen the guy tired like, and I'm not saying he doesn't work out hard. Like, yeah. this guy works out. But just his breath work through training. Sure. It's like, if you're counting on him getting tired to try and get any leverage, like, forget uh, that. Yeah. Not that not that anyone even gets ever close to beating him anyway. Right. But it's just terrifying watching, like is seeing the level of like how good someone can be at something you're like oh jesus are gonna I'm, get strangled a lot of the
0: jujitsu videos that i've been watching i've gone out a few rabbit holes it seems like they're just so patient and it's like all right i'll just sit back and wait for you to do whatever you're gonna do and let you do a few things and then figure out okay this is what i'm gonna do
1: basically <laughs> i mean when um so nick diaz i mean sorry nate diaz came up um when Kron opened his place here and uh which he did recently after he moved from santa monica and um he's in their training like rolling on the mat with white belts like cool as hell like giving everyone a chance anyone that wants to roll with them just how calm and patient he was like it just doesn't look like they're putting any effort in at all like they're just chilling and tapping everyone obviously i mean you know of course they would be winning but it just it's so interesting to see that progression in the, like in the sense of like how good they get they don't even have to think so about it it's explain just, this to me if you're a
0: black belt and you're going against a white belt or just say blue belt purple belt are you not getting tapped at all zero at a, a hundred times
1: No, <laughs> never no oh, okay, no sorry. never i think i've seen a blue belt tap a black belt once okay. and it was just because it was like a very fast movement that went into a kimura so he just you know he's like the blue belt was in guard and just managed to get a hold of the wrist and kind of swoop his arm around, and it was just the black belt was maybe not paying attention. Basically, I mean, otherwise they're going to win every time, like without even really trying, unless maybe there's like a massive weight difference and the white belt's like really putting pressure. But but even so, that then, one you saw unlikely. is one
0: out of what like a thousand times.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, you never watch thinking like you rarely watch a purple belt against a black belt thinking he can win. Sometimes they put some good matches in for sure, but it's it's very unusual because there's just so much time, and it's a technique-based sport, and that technique only comes from time. So it kind of eliminates the athletic ability to some degree. There's some overlap there, but generally no. I mean, it's just not how it goes. But, yeah, I would love to know more about, like, just those breathing techniques that he had. I almost wish that Kron would do a class on that. I've never really talked to him about it.
0: So he must be pr- he's pretty always... expert at it as well, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. That's his son. Right. Like, he's learned everything through this guy and does it that way. I mean, what's crazy training with Kron is if you're lucky enough to get at a school with that caliber of a professor, they're usually older. Because to get to that skill level, in some sense, it, you would have had to be doing it for so long. But I think because he started, like, straight out of the womb, I mean... Is there only a hand- He's that good in his early 30s. Gotcha.
0: Is there just a handful of Gracies, like, like less than 12? Or is there, like... Oh,
1: oh it's a big family. 100-ish. I mean, there's probably yeah i mean there's probably less than 12 that are like involved world-class ranked in you know jiu-jitsu tournaments but god i can't imagine how many black belts they have in that family i mean it's It's a ton like there's there's enough of them for sure enough of them i love what he was talking about when he he's talking about his mind and like learning to control it and like knowing that his mind is really his worst enemy it's not his opponent and you do kind of hear that in mma like it's it's the voice inside that wants you to quit and you sometimes hear that when people are in their corners and the rounds end they're like i'm not going back out there, i'm done like that's not super uncommon it's fairly uncommon but you kind of hear that in the corners and it's just like that part of your mind like you're not as tired as you think you know you could be injured but or hurt but it's it's like the mind starts quitting on you and i get it i mean it's terrifying i wouldn't even get in
0: there but it reminds me of this quote it's one of my favorite books by wayne dyer you talk it's called the secrets of manifesting but he says that quotes this book he says our doubts are our biggest traitors yeah Yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah, that's a good one
0: it's like
1: they really... That's a, that, yeah. Sorry. That's a good one. But I mean, the the fact that he said um, after he was really tired in a training session, I think he got like quite claustrophobic because he got tapped right. out. So he had his brother roll him in a carpet oh, yeah, for ten, like 10 a minutes. Burrito,
0: like <laughs> Jesus, is... man! I love that over the top. That's some gog in this
1: type. Like who who gets home from something like that? And you just like you know what to help me with this is to do dude, the same dude, thing dude, but ten times do the worse. Thing
0: you hate come on that's like that that on yeah. steroids like i got love for that kind of behavior that is amazing that's like I, and
1: then he well i respect it but i can't imagine many people are doing that i certainly haven't taken many failures in my life and applied that to he it, did it like, mostly i he just did it like, get home and cry for a bit, <laughs> bit and then <laughs> let it pass no he did it like multiple
0: times until he got comfortable with it i think was what his story was he's like i he had his brother do it like a handful of times and then by, like, the fifth time, he was like, all right, I got this. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not uncomfortable. How good is that, though? How good of a narrative of, for life that is, too. It's like, just keep on doing the hard shit, and then it becomes comfortable. And you're like, oh, yeah, I got I got." It's this.
1: genius. You know, I had a bit of PTSD listening to that. But when <laughs> I was real young, there used to be this big hill near us. And we had this huge, like, plastic top. You know, they, like, cover shit right. with those types of tops. And we were sliding down the oh, hill yeah. on it. So the people at the front had to hold it back like a or sled man slip and slide. And put their feet in, basically. But, like, the whole thing would slide. We wouldn't slide over it. We would slide down like a moving Ooh, carpet nice, down the nice. hill. Yeah, but not <laughs> nice because one time it started to roll, and I got rolled Ooh, in I'm it. Dizzy. And everyone else, like, jumped off, and I was stuck in the oh, middle dizzy, of this thing. Quick. Like, arms to my side. Dude, it was absolutely terrifying (laughs) and did i get home and think roll me in another top to get me over it no way no i've just been really claustrophobic for the last 35 years it's
0: more like a dizzy thing than anything isn't it dude it was awful
1: well but the problem was i was stuck at the bottom of the hill
0: and i you can't get out of it
1: you can't unroll yourself It's no way if everyone had just left i would have just died in a top thank god people got me out good friends Yeah, that's unfortunate. Wild man, wild. (laughs) But the the cool thing about the the training that he talked about and like why he's so good because he he was massive, like he was a tank of a man when he was fighting. But he talked about his dad, like having this condition of like vertigo, which I didn't know about this, but I had heard that he was a smaller guy, so he couldn't push up. He couldn't train with the same power. But he, he had, because of that, learned, like, perfect right. technique and only applied that, then obviously taught that to right. Hickson. And Hickson gets to bring a giant, strong body to the the front of it, but, but not use that, right. you know? Like, I guess that's a backup well, like, if he's trying to, like, break someone in a, half. What a but...
0: good combo to have to have the best technique. With, that's like Mike Tyson having the best coach mixed with the best physique and body, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, but it just highlights the technique portion massively, and really shows that when it comes to jujitsu, I mean, that's why Joe always talks about nerd assassins. Right. Like, you don't have to go in with a giant body. I, there's so many people at street sports, my last school in Santa Monica, that I think about. They're tiny, right. and I you, I can't do anything. <laughs> you remember my buddy Rodrigo, yeah. right? You remember that, Rod? He's not. Yeah, tiny. legend he's pretty small (laughs) okay
0: i'm saying on the pot he
1: knows he is what is he like five for five he's Uh, not big about 130 uh, pounds if that yeah i can't do anything against rod and he was a blue belt then now he did work at the school that does help but his technique was just
0: flawless flawless. that's a nice uh a nice thing to have in your back pocket when some loud mouth in the bars trying to be mouthy (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah rod's rod's gonna hate that i just call him tiny now
0: but <laughs> it would be all right whatever what are you gonna what, do what are you doing?
1: he can't beat me up no, in bozeman too far true. away
0: it's
1: true yeah yeah unreal uh it, it, it's very sad that he said that even if he trained like if he rolled with his son right now like five minutes on the mat would be like five months of recovery like imagine what that would be like for him, being the legend that he is, and just like he talks about. Okay, you know he's just got to accept that position and run his life differently, and and right, right. you know do do he has his Instagram, he does his classes, and he does some YouTube videos, and sh- he can still demonstrate things. But
0: what is he? in is he in ah? That must be frustrating
1: for him. Uh, I'm not sure how old Hickson is actually. You definitely. I, d- I doubt it. I bet he's in his 50s. He looked
0: like he was one of more more... Like, I guess he, if he's in his 50s, he's closer to Joe's age, but he definitely looked like one of Joe's like, mentors, you know?
1: Yeah, I don't think they trained together much. Oh, he's 62. 62. Yeah, I don't... I think Joe said that he started at his school, but then changed. Gotcha. And then J- Joe's trained with like his cousin or right. something for most right. of it. So he's within that group. But... um. Yeah, I mean, hey, 62 and you live like a serious warrior life. I mean, it's reasonable that you're going to get jacked right. up pretty bad.
0: Sounds like he's pretty pretty bent on staying in L.A. I, I imagine that's probably just because the studios are here and whatnot, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's for most of those guys out there, to yeah. be honest. it would be interesting to see what Kron does, whether he stays out in Bozeman when things settle down or not. But, I mean, his scores, it's full like he's doing well over there he's got a good setup nice. nice and who knows when he'll be back in the UFC I think he's still active though I think he still has a contract oh. with him so he should fight eventually
0: how, how is his career so we'll see. far
1: dude he's done really well his last fight was against Swanson and that was like he didn't even use any jiu-jitsu really he just stayed on his feet and fought Swanson and I mean, it was fucking close, man. Like you could almost go either way. Like it was close. So he proved he proved his toughness. I mean, he took some blows. He kept moving forward. It was dangerous stuff. Let's jump over to Miss Pat and Jordan Mm -hmm. Cooper. Um, Miss Pat, hilarious number one. I mean, every time she's come on, she's been coming on Joe's podcast for a long time. Great friends.
0: Does she have any Netflix specials? Uh, i don't uh, know Amazon or anything i feel like there's not but she's always up
1: i think she may have a special out there somewhere yeah
0: she's pretty
1: fun. she's hilarious she's so wild like some of her stories i remember listening to her back on i think it was like podcast 1312 like a long time ago on joe's roster yeah. and i was living in albuquerque and it's like nighttime i was driving out i think to a comedy show actually like way out in bernalillo which is like the next town over oh, okay. and uh um they like she was all like describing her life and if you go back and listen to that one it's crazy she's been like shot oh, yeah. at and like drug, drug deals p- and like all kinds of like the her past is like she wild said she was a felon, yeah. and not that not that means yeah and she has very funny stories about like how it all unfolds it's probably why she's so funny like to deal with that trauma um but even in that same episode joe talked about uh and it really important thing that like stuck with me forever and it was like if you don't like your job you're working in a cubicle like you don't like your setup like don't assume that your life has to be that way just change it and do something that you enjoy and it seems so simple, but so unobtainable. And I rem- it just stuck with me forever. I mean, I think it was probably the beginning of me thinking about doing this podcast. Isn't honestly. It how in-
0: interesting that uh, we fail before we even try so many times? <laughs> it's like we've already set ourselves up for failure before we even attempted it. It's like you gotta attempt it, and then if you and then you'd be surprised. You attempt something, you learn something from that failure. You try something again maybe you fail again but at least you learn how not to do it two more times like and then you start figuring out what doesn't work what does work and eventually you see like you start making some progress
1: yeah but it's hard to see it like that well, it's almost like when you start doing it you just keep seeing these things fail and you think god i just really suck uh, at this i mean do you
0: i, I guess it's how you, yeah resilience easier said than done sometimes but at the same time it's like my brother said something to me yesterday. He's like, "You got to look at obstacles. You're either gonna go through them, around them, or under them. If one way or another, you're gonna get through them. You know what I mean? You got to find a way. You gotta yeah, find a way.
1: Or they're just gonna roll yeah, you over, I mean, collapse on your exactly. head. Exactly.
0: <laughs> you take you back to like. I guess there's more right. options. I mean, well, that that's the other option, right? But it's like you can't sit back and let it just happen. You got to kind of take the bull by the horns sometimes and, and and figure out the best option. I think." learning from past mistakes and learning from others mistakes even on a bigger scale is so beneficial in life you know i mean that's that's
1: yeah and it almost plays into miss pat like how she was getting got her show together you know different networks didn't want it and she just like her resilience to like one keep it the way she wanted to do it really show herself i mean what what i remember like when i was listening to it i was thinking wow like w- what kind of person can like hold their own Dude. through all that and it's like someone like miss pat that's been through fucking everything and, uh, and she's like often, yeah that's how often, i'm doing it i'm not gonna <laughs>
0: authenticity quit. seems to always shine through regardless of the story you know what i mean like yeah she's like,
1: could you imagine her like putting on a like a corporate smile no. and behaving and not
0: being herself I mean, no, no way so she doesn't, doesn't seem, seem like, like her cup of tea, like especially when life yeah her life experiences would not allow for that kind of
1: she seems as real
0: right. as it gets right she's and she is hilarious fine.
1: even that guy jordan cooper was pretty yeah. interesting yeah, to be she honest was a- Like, his knowledge of shows and, like, how sitcoms work and the passion. Like, what a perfect team Absolutely. He was
0: talking about how not a lot of characters were able to be themselves. I don't know if it was specifically related to black characters, but he was talking about, like, Red Fox. Like, I remember Joe making mention to that. And there's only been a few characters that actually got to play themselves in these sitcoms slash comedies, and she definitely apparently plays herself. I can't imagine her playing anybody else, you know?
1: yeah i'm keen to check it out you know and i'm sure even though joe is a huge fan of hers and their friends let's be honest if the show sucked joe's not gonna be like it's a good show just to pump her up i mean he's very supportive but i don't think he could do that so yeah so i'm gonna definitely be checking that out also what the hell is funny that's on tv that's even worth watching right now (laughs) i don't you know yeah. what i mean it's like when was the last funny show I, made i just started it's not big bang no, theory I'll i started, like that much. I started watching
0: 30 rock again just because Tracy. oh that's great show great but. show
1: there's a show on apple called ted lasso oh yeah yeah but i kind of like it because it's like there's a bunch of english people right. in it it's like british soccer team right. one and it, i've you seen know. it but it's a good jason, show i think that show is funny. jason as hell.
0: sudeikis yeah
1: I think that's his name right the s n l guy
0: uh I don't, I, he's he's been on a lot of funny stuff I don't uh, know hold
1: on yeah, that's Gosh. it yeah, you know that that's his name well done, look at that doing some research on about the show mhm <laughs> oh, they talk about the Nelson rating machine remember like f- how they figure out if shows are good that or not that's
0: interesting right.
1: Yeah, the, so those things, you know what those things are or no? Yeah,
0: it's like focus groups kind of thing, right?
1: Kinda. But what it is is so when I lived in Santa Monica, we actually had the one for, like, I think that because Santa Monica has a lot of people, they had a few of them. But we were one of them, like, at my apartment. So we used to have to push this button on the remote when we were watching a show, and it records what we're watching. And then they I think they, like, multiply it out by the amount of people in the town or the city. And then they get a gauge for, like, how many people watched American Idol or whatever this crap is. You know what I mean? Well, it's unfortunate for them because even though they paid our cable bill, we really didn't take I that seriously. And what my roommate and I used to do is put Rambo 4 on repeat and watch that and and keep clicking the button. And then another thing is we used to keep playing Cupcake Wars. And what we we because we didn't watch a lot of TV but we had this theory that it was going to boost Rambo's <laughs> numbers so that maybe they'd make another one uh we have no idea if this no thing worked Fiver. but then we thought hey let's make Cupcake Wars the biggest um show in the okay. country i don't, I don't know, know if it works like that but i felt like we could you you were you were making bit. an impact huh? Fair
0: enough <laughs> yeah we were
1: We've done a lot for the cupcake You're industry. A I think.
0: Warrior. Oh, you know, you do what you can, bro. You do what you can. Nice. Yeah, I can't imagine at that, that age I'd be taking a whole lot of that too seriously. But uh, I was just thinking about that. But that's that's how they make
1: the that's numbers. An interesting. Way. Like they probably were wondering why so many
0: people were watching. Like you got to sit down. and be like, all, like, all, guys, all right, like guys, all right, guys, give me the remote. What do we want to watch? They're doing the data let's press the button yeah like how long is that yeah
1: but that that back in the day is how they used to know who was watching yeah, what it was just through those interesting. systems interesting it was kind of a pain in the
0: ass to be honest i always forgot to move it now they're just staring at us through the tvs yeah. the smart tvs are staring at our eyes oh now they don't need to do
1: that with streaming yeah. they know exactly what every single person is that's watching fair. they probably know what we're wearing
0: oh, they know what we're saying
1: what we're googling while we're watching tv like they're all no, over exactly. us there's no, no escape no escape no, man. it's over
0: the aliens are monsters
1: did you think that the life coach thing that she was talking about was like i was surprised uh, she liked that person i couldn't imagine miss Patley. i would imagine it just being like Shut bro, she lives on, in l.a man.
0: she's gonna do a little bit l.a things
1: it's true <laughs> said it was helping I mean I wonder how thing, much she, the, th- the thing about it is
0: today. is you uh, like you can associate value on anything if it's like it's, if it's finding you value it's like how can you say it's not valuable you know well she said
1: it was helping her patients right. which is probably and if you can recognize any that any other, in any right?
0: situation you're like alright well where's the what, what what amount of money is the right amount of money if, something, if you're like figuring out how to deal with problems there's no amount of money where you're like and it just depends on how you find the find that avenue people find
1: it i get it i mean i'm not i i wasn't saying that i don't think bro, life coaches aren't helpful. that's true i'm yeah. not as woo-woo as you <laughs> i'm surprised you don't have crystal earrings on <laughs> right didn't. now
0: i can't see them there. all
1: right i can't They're... you've been out in the sun too long bro <laughs> oh, have a winter all right let's jump over to andrew schultz and where are we're, we're uh, finish this one up. It's so great that Andrew is back on. That guy's career is just blown oh, up. Gosh. I mean, what was he on Rogan like a probably like a year ago? He's been on a couple of times since then. I mean, his impact is ridiculous. Oh, He's been down in Florida just partying like a. His animal. laugh is His laugh Perfect.
0: is infectious too. Like, I go <laughs> laugh at him,
1: but... dude. If anyone watches him and doesn't <laughs> find him funny, <laughs> oh, I don't man. get it. I'm just like, you've got to be kidding his me. Crap. Like how do you not find his that? crowd? His crowd work is. is
0: like his like stuff always pops up on my Instagram feed like a little two minute snippet and it's like his crowd work is just impeccable, it's crazy
1: dude. He's an animal,
0: just a savage. Yeah. Have you? Did you ever see him? Did you an ever animal. see him around the comedy store?
1: I haven't. No, I never saw him live. He never came to the comedy store when I was out there. I mean, he may have, but I I think I. It seems like all the
0: of all the comedians like Joe's made mention of this too. Like he was the one that got the biggest during the pandemic, like just out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, close to it, I would imagine. Him, Tim Dillon, um, Mark Norman did really well. Uh, Kyle Dunnigan was already doing a lot with his Instagram before, and Kyle's Instagram is off the chain. When they look, when they went through it and watched that Cuomo thing, Uh, oh my god, that was hilarious. I'm not a pervert. I'm Italian. Italian come on son
0: what a line what a line oh man I mean after he just described it not that I have any on the side of Cuomo but did you hear his explanation he's like I kiss everyone you saw those pictures of him I was kissing like Bill Clinton like it was real close like I was like wow This is, he wasn't lying about kissing people on the mouth
1: <laughs> yeah but then Andrew was like he's just calling himself out he's like Sexually harassing ex-presidents too doesn't get any better. You don't think, oh, he's less of a dick? Oh man, that's
0: wild. That guy,
1: yeah, guy's an animal. (sighs) No way around it. Isn't it funny that
0: how much Uh, how much humor Trump provided? Seems like that's what a a lot, lot. right? Like it's like looking back. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
1: it's not as funny now,
0: (laughs) but right well, i think biden made, made biden made mention that 350 million Mer- americans <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny
1: actually <laughs> unintentionally so yeah someone should give him a better <laughs> census oh, sheet good stuff too good yeah uh and when at, like schultz was talking about trying to choke out joe and like grabbing him at the store i was like that's a dangerous move, bro i was thinking the same shit go All easy right. Yeah,
0: don't grab any black belts. How I know, about I that? I, I heard him say that too. I was like, I don't know if that's the best play, there, Chief.
1: No, I don't think that's <laughs> such a smart idea at all. But they're probably yeah, having I'm fun. Sure. He ha- Andrew hates Portland. I thought that was a great shout out. He is hey. <laughs> like not a fan of that I just mean it was funny to me right. that he would say that. I'm sure he goes there right. and then like the tours and like has shows. I, I would kinda of- he doesn't seem to give a I, fuck. About I kind of want to go. He's I kind of want to go there. Like see him. what
0: the like rogue behaviors all all about out there. See what's going down. Sounds like a different co- country. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Well, they've legalized all the right. drugs out there Some, too. It's going to be interesting to see how they cope sh- over the next sh- year. Zombies
0: walking around. Should be interesting.
1: Right? you are either going to get real relaxed or real strung
0: out. One of the 2 let let's say. Uh, yeah. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Have you ever been up there? Uh, I've spent some
0: time in Washington, which is real close. I've spent a few days in Portland. I mean, that weather does take its toll. I think it probably does affect people. Maybe this is just a like a re- reflection of the the weather. But, but it's like a raining all, all the time. Maybe, because, yeah. I don't know. I couldn't handle it for that long. I had to get out of Washington after a year or two. I knew when I was in for about four months, I was like, this is not for me. I need this... You were there that there long? one year. We had signed a contract to be there for a year. Otherwise, we had to pay back a bunch of money that was helped out to get there. So, we just had to stick it out. So
1: What were you doing up there? Uh, Just working
0: at like, an office job for my aunt. That we had just bought in a small business, and I was just up there giving something else to try.
1: No shit. I didn't know that. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I mean, the weather is like, it's like the England of America. I'm, I mean, it's, it's not great. It's pretty right. for about... It's
0: interesting how my aunt would describe it, too. She's like, with the three weeks into August. And I'm like, you literally live here the whole year for the three weeks in August. <laughs> like, I don't know <laughs> if I can really agree with that type of mentality. So, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's not, like I said, it's not for me. I think that that's the one redeeming factor about California at all times. Like, regardless of what's going on, like, having beautiful weather is especially getting older and how much i value it i see the value in the weather like that's especially having a good perspective on being in places like washington having something to compare it to you know what i mean he was
1: yeah i mean having a bunch of sunny days does affect right. your mood like for yeah. sure when it's gloomy and overcast i mean people aren't like walking around with like a pep right. in their step it's just not happening right. i mean that you your body like reflects it you're like oh right. god it's raining again cheers
0: he was talking about still loving new york i haven't spent any time in new york have you have you spent time out there
1: not not during the pandemic i mean back in the day when i lived in ohio i used to go out there quite a bit uh it was like a 10-hour drive but it wasn't bad it was like nice like the freeway kind of goes through these hills and the has these tunnels and it's like a nice drive and then you get out to the city and you spend a weekend out there. I mean, it's a dope place. I don't know if I could live there. It's a bit hectic, um, but great bars, great energy. Like the people are interesting, I think. Right. And but it's tense. Like I've seen, you know, like people running around uh, Central Park, like jogging around there, and they like one guy bumped into someone else, and he's like, "Hey, motherfucker!" Like instantly went from relaxed and running to a 10 i mean there's kind of that energy there Zero. I Zero to real quick. it's intense yeah. yeah it was like whoa okay that's how they roll but seeing the buildings is unbelievable yeah. it's pretty amazing yeah. like it really is cool you go up uh the empire state building and it's pretty dope my <laughs> i get to the top and my buddy sven is up there with me from england and he's looking down and sven doesn't say a lot a lot of the time but when he does it's gold <laughs> and he looks down and he's like oh they must have had a sale on yellow cars (laughs) because it's just all the calves dude i fucking laughed for like 10 minutes after that shit that was an epic (laughs) joke i'm like fair enough that was
0: great solid solid uh yeah schultz was also
1: talking about st louis like how How it was that like there's parts there that are just a dump and that's interesting because i was talking to some kid up here recently that moved from down there and he was saying the same thing he was like it's it is some rough spots i don't know a lot about st Louis. i've driven through it
0: but i i can't um, i can't speak on st Louis either i think I you didn't can know. find it in any big city if you're looking for it to some extent
1: true but when you hear it twice in yeah. a month and you're not anywhere close to it like you got to wonder what the heck is going on it's down true. there i don't know yeah i'll stay away from right. that place
0: not, uh my buddy's from there i've never heard that but i think like you said you can find parts i don't know oh did i tell you that dude there's there no more there is no more tents down on the beach any longer Zero. zero
1: zero they got rid all. of all of them zero that's impressive. They weren't even able to do that before Zero, the pandemic. Not
0: one. I, I asked this cop yesterday, mm-hmm. a couple days ago. I was down there skating. I was like, no more tents? He's like, nah. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you. That should help out tourism just in its own right, I imagine, down here.
1: Yeah, that's a great move. I wonder where they all the homeless people I don't know, went there.
0: But it seems like they, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what was
1: are they clearing them out from other neighborhoods? Uh, like around, other places where uh, they've popped up? Around Moulds,
0: there's been quite a bit clean. i got to give them credit in hindsight. I mean, I, I I criticize it for so long, but they have made some solid, solid moves. I mean, finger, I mean thank you to whoever's doing that, because we been bitched about it for so long. There is being some steps taken. So, I mean, it seems to be a, a step in the right direction, that's for sure. So
1: well i mean it, it needed Man. something i mean it, it's almost a shame in a way it went from one extreme to right. another you know because they there was like a, a, a k- kind of harmony before where they were there but there wasn't a ton of trouble and it was like it was accepted it got out of control it got out of so, control like
0: it it definitely it got out, i mean I, I don't know where you draw that. the line i think there's no tense it seems to be a good <laughs> a good uh rule of thumb at the end of the day like, cause once people,
1: well, I think when it's got out of control, you probably have no well, choice I mean, at at that that, point, that... but to do clean stuff. Right, sweep. I was going to say,
0: you can't allow like one or two or three that have been like grandfathered in. Like, how's that going to work? I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, Joe talks, talks up Austin all day long, but how many guests have come on and said how sketchy that one street is where they perform comedy? Right. Like t- most big cities have about, this. Uh, like yeah. they have their like wacky talking area. Talking about Austin, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, in Austin. Right. Like what is it, eighth Street sixth, six, six they keep street. talking about? Is it sixth. oh sixth, okay. I don't really know right. that town, but Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's always trying to sell it and they're just like, I don't know about that street, right. bro. Chill out. Like it's a mess there yeah. too.
0: He probably's not down there very often, I imagine. Seems mm. like that it seems yeah. like I wonder how far out that club is. They made more references to that, yeah.
1: No, he's getting close to like really finalizing it and chatting about it but i think the other club that joe was going to open fell through for some reason and um i actually talked to a guy up here randomly that said he knew the people that joe bought that first club off Mm. but then we didn't really get into detail like i didn't have enough time to chat with him about it but i was like oh that's interesting he's like yeah but they've had some problems up there so i think that deal fell through Mm. i was like huh you can never tell who's full of shit, though. Right. To be honest, <laughs> that's true. But the guy was definitely from right. Austin. Yeah, who knows? It's probably yeah. to... Andrew talked to Joe about like what, how Joe kind of has survived the cancel culture right. thing, even though he gets some pressure about, you know, his lab leak theory thing, the vaccine stuff, some other things he said. But Joe just makes a joke. He's like, uh, it's the number one podcast on Earth, motherfuckers." Right. And that's a good point. That's all. It's like, at this point, it's speaking it's for itself. Of, it's like, who's trying to cancel you when the most people yeah, listen to your show? Worse. Like, <laughs> when I started this podcast, like, what, five plus years ago? Um, I mean, Joe's show wasn't that bad. Like, it had a big audience, but you know, it's just...
0: Insurmountable. It's unbelievable. It seems how much of an impact it has too. like yeah i i've I've made reference to it before it seems to be kind of one of our biggest news sources at this point given different
1: for a lot of people yeah i mean that's probably why it's important that joe gets really good people on to talk about mine used to be thank god he's like into it and good at finding those people but um yeah in a sense you could look at it like that would be a problem if he didn't get really amazing people on to discuss this stuff Half the time, though, honestly, I feel like the more of the comedy ones that we listen to that, are, you know, sometimes we don't even review because it's like guests that have come on a bunch of times. They're good friends of his. Oftentimes, the political end of those conversations get further, I feel like. Like, I almost learn more from I that. Agree. It's like two kind of average Joes. Well, pun, right. but it's, it's just regular conversation of... of two guys just chatting talking about their personal experience and then diverging into you know where it hits in the Is news it, it's an important conversation i mean it seems
0: andrew's pretty well thought out with like he seems to know history pretty well too you know what i mean like he's not just speaking belligerently and, who yeah Shultz? i mean he's speaking belligerently in a certain way yeah
1: except his north korea yeah. knowledge he seemed to know nothing That's about I that said, uh, he was like, this is this, this all fake? That? I'm like, like, Jesus, I, 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 Andrew. I, I yeah. was
0: like, I couldn't figure out. I was like, is that how some people think? I even said that to my girl. I was like, is that? And she's like, no, across the board, no. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. No, yeah, he's got to be on his own. Now. I thought. I think I he was think maybe he, just trying to make probably, a joke that didn't land. I don't know where he, he's he going with that. Around, I mean, and, and he probably fucking around. He probably was. Side.
1: Probably was. Anyway, let's call it for this week. Thanks, as always, guys, for listening. We really appreciate you um yeah look forward to next week i think we got lex lex on right that's all we know so far lex friedman's coming on that's gonna be interesting guys Robots. great and and yeah happy birthday again for joe thank you garrett and we'll talk to you next week guys later